<laughs> okay, so this is V, aka Vernon English, once again, and welcome to one of the, I can't even really say obscure podcasts in LA, because you got Mark Marin, you got, you know, the LA Leakers, you got a whole bunch of other different people who do, like, awesome music, and, I mean, you got Stone's Throw, you got, dang, all people just playing awesome music and vibing. Uh, Shouts out to everybody on the West Coast who is vibing, doing their thing right now. Uh, they got their own block party inside of wherever they're at. <laughs> like, they, they pretty much vibe wherever they go. And, um, I mean, I can't even really... A Rolling Stone can't even write a full article and stuff like that. I mean, it's just... Uh, Something that I I always want to hold dear to hearts, where uh, the first thing or inclination is to, you know, whip out a camera and then I'll be like, I just want to hold this moment in my head for a second. I don't even want to, you know, try to like, (laughs) I don't know, maybe because I'm old school like that. But uh, yeah, this is the Here It Comes to Kill Sounds podcast. Uh, let someone know about the podcast series, and um, I post these on Twitter. I post these, feel me, on the West Coast. Shouts out. Uh, uh, more and more, you guys like any of these pieces. I mean, and the faster it is that I upload them. So I appreciate that too. And hit the subscribe button. You can find me on Amazon, you can find me on multi platforms. I was saying uh, or telling people this earlier that my podcast series was different, but I can't really even like differentiate what a particular podcast would actually be about other than, you know, some, uh, I can't even, what's the other guy who was the a self-help guy or something like that? Not, not anything like that, like the dude with the big bro and the painting and stuff like that, like nah. <laughs> Nah, 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 nothing like that, but honestly, it's a a cool, you know, writer's room and uh, interesting, I guess, dialogue slash, you know, picking of the minds or meaning of the minds when someone creatively and, you know, goes throughout the motions of doing so. And, you know, artists have different ways of accessing or, you know, expressing self for one. And this is just as I give as my suggestions, not as what one needs to do uh, as far as as a writer and going through the motions of, you know, dealing with being present and, and doing things because there's many, many writers there's many, many different artists. There are many different other people who have done things since the beginning of, you know, time. And, and what differentiates them from you and you from them is not, you know, a thing of comparison, but just something to have in the back of your mind when you go about doing something and, you know, making something of yourself. You have to first, and, and I say this, you know, envision yourself doing that first. <laughs> like this pretty much the starting point that is the the missing component when people set out to do things is if they they do it out of necessity or they do it out of you know a point of seeing themselves doing it and feeling themselves doing it 
And if you can see yourself doing something creatively, the, the point of inspiration comes from effortless land. Like, it's just a, a mental practice and something that you do on a daily basis. And um, it, it's not something that someone has to like hover over you and, you know, make sure that you do. It's something instinctively that you get up and that you want to do. And you, you see this where people are like, yo, 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 let's go. To Let's go to the game, yo. Let's let's go. Like, yo, like, yo, I'm going at five, at five, man. Like, that's somebody who is hungry, you know, to to go and do something versus someone who's like, oh, man, like, ah, I got a guard like Randy Moss. Like, <laughs> like it's, it's a difference of, of those two different types of things. And it's not even to, you know, hype or you know, over sexualize or romanticize being a writer. It's just to have these things as a mentality and, you know, articulating and, you know, versing these things while current events are happening, while your imagination is tripping, you know, going back simultaneously while, you know, reevaluating um, this said thing so that you can have a frame of reference for someone later. And I, I, very am very excited when someone says or goes off into you know tangents and explains you know their life experiences and how it's influenced them and you know I was looking at my podcast in the past few of them and it was like you know just randomness <laughs> we're basically talking about like uh wrestling and then talking about you know what I would say to billionaires and I basically, you know, accentuated on what I would say to someone who had access to everything in the world and could do anything uh, with the said funds. And, you know, it, it's really a cool thing, too, as a creative to even have the, the aspect of even speaking to someone on a stature versus, you know, speaking out of, you know, the side of the neck or speaking of, you know, nonsensical things. Um, I, I like the, the wrestling, though, because... Not a lot of people caught my era of watching wrestling, and I know people probably watched it in the early, you know, the 60s, or they watched, you know, John Cena's, or, you know, uh, Dwayne Rock Johnson, which, you know, ironically was, you know, at the tail end of where I was watching it, because I saw him way, 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 when he first started, like, wrestling, like, probably when he was, like, I don't even know, introduced or something. I, I remember him. So uh, it was really, really dope to see him turn into like his superstar self and uh, just cross platforms and go to movies and become one of the highest paid movie stars ever. <laughs> like that's insanely awesome. And it shows the work ethic too where I was having this conversation with someone and comparing, you know, if wrestling was real or not. And it's really like, this is those conversations we had like in middle school. And I, I love that because I love, you know, not demystifying certain things. It's really, I mean, you know it's real, okay? It's not even a question, right? You know, if somebody's flying off the top of the rope and flipping somebody over that's like 250 pounds and then like doing some insane crazy moves 
I, I kid you not. I mean, even regardless of if the referee is knocked out or not, we're not going to talk about these things. It's real, okay? The people have, you know, real, in real life, you know, injured themselves and still came out on top. It's, it's just insane. So, um, <laughs> wrestling, it, I was talking about Razor Ramon. Uh, rest in peace. Uh, I didn't even know he had passed away, and a lot of other wrestling greats. Uh, have put up, you know, a lot of their personal lives and their their physical, you know, their bodies for the entertainment of, you know, hundreds of thousands of people a week and will, like, go to, you know, super festivals and, you know, pay-per-views for all for the entertainment, all for this, you know, the enjoyment of uh, being on television. And I had no idea about this. Like, I mean, I knew of it as a kid and really honestly feigned ignorance when it came to, you know, how much they were going uh, and what they were doing. I figured they, you know, handled anything like any other athlete and, you know, hit the gym or hit something else or the mat and, uh, you know, had a cool down period and then hit it again each week. But it's a really dope aspect to look at it and, you know, in retrospect and see how, you know, people have, you know, progressed over the years. And it's almost, you know, in comparison to, like, football. But I love, you know, the wrestlers who, you know, uh, capitalized off of it, still around, still cool, you feel me? Like, I love, you know, uh, what's his name? Like, Shawn Michaels, that's the homie right there, man. Like, it's one of the favorites. Everyone had their favorites back in the day, you feel me? Like... Uh, pretty much like uh, out of the, the spectrum of you know wrestlers and it wasn't so much um, there was always you know the, the gimmick aspect but none really like played into off of it so much uh, because it was so you know in depthful and uh, you had so many like serious characters uh, it was really in the 90s so it was really people getting into you know serious you know uh surprise aspects of the the industry and uh you obviously have big names and i won't mention the names or the owners of you know the said federations and things but um it was really cool because you know i, I talked about sting i talked about you know uh stone cold steve austin talked about uh what is that nash um steve nash i think or, or what's his name or something nash or Nate Nash, something like that. He's just basically a tall dude. I'll, I'll come back with his real name. But, yeah, it was really a, a cool, if you look into, you know, the history of the wrestling in WCW and um, how they introduced all these characters. And as, you know, as a kid, it was really crazy to see this on television, you know, each week and the, the plot lines and whoever the writers were. Uh, they were insane. <laughs> Whoever wrote for, you know, half of their, you know, TV programming for a season. I don't even know where they came up with the ideas, the content, um, just to have people and the characters interact on a weekly basis. Uh, the days of our lives would eat their heart out or something like that. It was just uh, a crazy world that they crafted. And, you know, to, you know, the amateur circuit and looking into wrestling, I mean, you have those aspects too, but
But those are really, really not with the style and the finesse that you know the television wrestlers had. And it's really in the personality that shines through whatever it was and not to over-centralize something that looked like a gimmick or how they dressed or, you know, like how they looked. It really, you know, came down sometimes just to athleticism, like uh, Rod Wessner, who came from, I don't even know where, I think it was like not ECW or some serious league or even like UFC or something like that, where he just, you know, crossed genres and kind of merged uh, where it was that he was just doing so much. And so basically how I'm looking at the circumference of how uh, the creative aspects has changed, even if you, you know what I'm saying, looking back into, you know, the older wrestlers. And I know just from how I looked at it, I probably stopped, you know, early 2000s or something like this. And there was still a lot of just, you know, good characters that were still there um, before they retired, kind of where uh, Hulk Hogan was still in there. And, and he was, you know, that was even before he had like his reality TV shows back in the 2000s. And uh, that whole fiasco and, you know, I know that was a lot of controversy, but it was a real cool thing to see uh, the real life aspect of it and kind of, you know, mirroring uh, what the characters were doing on <laughs> television and uh, kind of, you know, people as a rumor uh, what they would already believe what was going on. It really was something that I, I find that as a writer uh, is a very inspirational thing. And, and you could just look at this or YouTube it or something and, and find, you know, a favorite character from, you know, just look it up from the 90s to like 2000, whatever, 2010s or something like this. And melt this or anything to the current uh, wrestlers that are wrestling now. Um, I haven't really, you know what I'm saying, paid attention to it for a while. I know the circuit has been going on and uh, has a lot of controversy over the years, but... Like beyond that, it, it, they truly, you know, did something amazing with the inspiring of a generation of uh, minds or looking into, you know, a sport that they never even considered once in their lives. Like, <laughs> like the influence and the merch and, you know, just uh, talking about it as another part of just a sports spectrum. And, uh, you know, ESPN may or may not cover certain things like that anymore, but... Yeah, that, that's just basically, you know, some fresh from uh, the inspiration of where I believe uh, this idea will inspire me. So I'm thinking of uh, having a different aspect of, like I was saying, uh, how I write on air. And, and this is happening where I'm, this is like the past two to three or five stories. And uh, I'm always piecing it back to, you know, this giant city that I'm always, you know, alluding to. But it's having this story with this guy who is kind of like an Alice in Wonderland aspect. But I'll stop using that as an analogy and uh, start, you know, referencing it as just this only him going through this, uh, following this mm, mysterious aspects or clues um, to find uh, this thing that he left, which is a piece of his own art. 
And uh, yeah, I, I find this, uh, you know, not only mysterious, but then having like uh, people looking forward to uh, people having like this underground wrestling circuit and uh, having these characters who are legendary, who people are just like, you know, swearing by, and this guy doesn't know who they are. And so everybody he walks up to has their own favorite character, and he's like learning it, and it's a coming of egg uh, thing. And if you have like, you know, a storybook for children or something like this, uh, each and every one of the characters would have their own, you know, frightful, like, <laughs> you know, expose and have, you know, different colors and, you know, different crowds and mentalities and personalities. And uh, it's a thing where I often find where people look at, you know, people's personalities as the same and I don't consider that as such. I think we're all different and we like different things. And so even if certain people are, you know, expressing something, you can always have a different way of expressing it your own way and in a unique way. And so I'll comment on that and, and what I mean by that and later on and, and comment on, you know, non-current events since they are so eventful. <laughs> so I appreciate you guys listening. This is V, a.k.a. Vernon English. Once again, thank you for listening to the Hearing Colors and Kill Sounds podcast. Hit the subscribe button. Peace, peace.